Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, it's Friday. Clay and Buck kicks off right now, everybody. Appreciate you rolling with us, uh, as always. Take a bunch of calls today, 800-282-2882. We've also got some excellent guests lined up for later on the program. You'll want to stick around for for sure. Heather McDonald, author of The War on Cops. She is not afraid. She'll say what the stats and the data tells her on issues of, of crime and, and justice. Uh, and then we've also got another person who is not afraid. Julie Kelly will be with us. We'll be talking to her in the third hour. She'll discuss the the focus on, on crime in D.C. They are very law and order when it comes to January 6th, as we know. I mean, they'll track down a granny who spent 30 seconds inside the Capitol, did nothing, hurt no one, destroyed nothing, and ruined her life. But what if you're, like, carjacking people? Or what if you're doing armed robberies and maybe you shoot somebody? How upset does D.C. Uh, get about that in terms of the prosecutors? Uh, we'll talk to... And there's a story that I will just say, I retweeted it last night. Uh, it's, a, it's a real gut punch, because I saw what some of our interpreters in Afghanistan did. And I have a friend who had an interpreter. He was serving uh, in the Army, and an interpreter saved his life during a firefight. He's told me that story himself. And one of those interpreters who was out there sent, uh, spent 10 years out with U.S. military, helping them, keeping our people alive in a war zone, he got here with his family. We got him out. We did the right thing as a country. We got him into this country. He was murdered by some thugs while he was driving a lift to save his uh, to save you know money for his family and to and to provide for his family. Uh, it's a heartbreaking story. I, I he has a GoFundMe. I will tell you. Um, I made an anonymous donation to his GoFundMe. I would encourage any of you you know if you see it online because I already tweeted it out. So. Um, that's a really tough story, though, when you read about what he went through to serve, as, survive. He's a father of four, leaves behind a wife and four children, 
served alongside ours in Afghanistan, came over to this country to be one of us, and uh, gets killed. While he's driving a lift in D.C. because D.C.'s got way too much crime because we can't enforce the laws against actual criminals here. God forbid that would be such a bad thing. We'll, we'll discuss that story with Julie Kelly um, coming up in just a little bit. But I had mentioned this, Clay, uh, yesterday. I sent this to Clay. Uh, speaking about our leadership and their relationship with law enforcement here for a second. There are two stories out of New York that I want to I want to take us to here for a moment. Um, let, let's start with this one. Mayor Eric Adams. Now, I think Mayor Eric Adams is not as intentionally destructive because he's not as ideologically aligned as a communist as Bill de Blasio was. But I do think that he has showed an ineptitude as mayor so far that is almost as bad as the intentional destruction of, of de Blasio. And then you get stories like this, Clay. I sent this to you. We talked about this a bit yesterday. Mayor Adams has publicly often talked about a wrinkled photo of a fallen police officer that he kept in his wallet. Well, this was from the New York Times. All right. Here's what we have, Clay, the updated details of this. This is about Officer Venable, who was killed in a 1987 line of duty death and was a friend of Adams when he was a police officer. When the This is from the Times. When the weathered photo of Officer uh, Venable had not actually spent decades in the mayor's wallet. It had been created by employees in the mayor's office in the days after Mr. Adams claimed to have been carrying in his wallet. Clay, this guy is telling stories to everybody about this photo he's carried for 40 years. He had it created a couple, you know, when he started the job this year or last year. Yeah, this is, I mean, let's presume that the New York Times is correct on this, which right. is always, to be fair, a bit of an assumption. But the details here are so ridiculous, Buck. They said that they tracked down a photo of this guy, printed it off, and then spilled coffee on it and tried to make it look old before they allowed the New York Times to be aware of this photo. I don't know what the standard is. And this to me is is so incredibly sad in general. I think as a as a group, whether it's Democrats, Republicans, Independents, people expect politicians to lie, and I, I I think that's awful, right? I mean, it's different than I have a opinion that is different than yours, but let me explain what it is: a flat out lie, and a flat out lie about something like this makes it to me impossible to trust Eric Adams on almost anything. I mean, think about how crazy this is, Buck. This is somebody that he claims a good friend of his, that he's carried his photo in his wallet. They were spilling coffee on it to try to make it look old and weathered, according to this New York Times article. To me, if you will lie about something like this, you are lying about everything, and you cannot be trusted. And you know, I'm, I'm not a person, Buck, and I, I know we've talked about this a little bit. If Eric Adams had things in his personal life, let's say that he had uh, a, a bad marriage or a girlfriend that he got caught with or we, something like that. We don't like care that. that Bill de Blasio, for example, the former mayor, is now in an open marriage with his wife, and they're going to see other people but remain in the same house. They can present that to the world as they have. I don't care. I, mean, I don't care about anybody's sexuality. I don't care who you, as long as it's a consenting adult. I don't consider, can care about that in your personal life at all. That's me personally. I know some of you out there may feel differently. But when in your public job, 
you are lying about something this integral. One of the, I, I think one of the primary reasons Eric Adams got elected, Buck, and you correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, was his association with the New York Police Department. He ran as a guy who recognized that crime was an issue, and he said, I was a captain in the, Uni- in the, uh, in the New York Police Department. As a result, I understand how to fix crime-related issues and also relationships between police and the people that they that they are protecting in these cities. That was a big part of his claim. And the fact that he cares enough about police officers in his public pronouncements to say, hey, this guy got killed 40 years ago, and he brought this up. He said, oh, this reminds me, according to the Times article, the, the death of two officers, he said, reminded him of something that happened 40 years ago. And then he claimed, oh, I cared so deeply about this guy that I've been carrying this photo. If you're caught in a lie like this, I can't trust you on anything in your public pronouncements. And I, I don't think this is uh, a, a minor thing because I think it goes to the essence of who Eric Adams has claimed to be as a person. And Buck, this comes on the heels of him losing it on the Holocaust survivor and accusing her of being a uh, plantation owner because of the way she was speaking to him, a, uh, I believe, Jewish woman uh, who has been fighting for rent-controlled departments for decades in New York City. I'm starting to get the sense, Buck, that Eric Adams is not a very good dude, and worse than not being a very good dude, because sometimes politicians can be good at their jobs and not be good dudes, that happens. He's a liar. And if you are a liar and you are caught in lies consistently and you aren't treating your constituents well, and Buck, I think you can speak to this. You left New York City also not doing a very good job as mayor. We can't point to things and say, oh, my goodness, look at how much better this is. I think it's really hard to be much of an Eric Adams supporter as these stories continue to pile up. Well, well, people see the story of the New York Times about the mayor of America's largest city assigning employees to, quote, find a picture of the officer on Google, have it printed in black and white, make it look worn as if the mayor had been carrying it for some time, including by splashing coffee on it, okay? Very specific details here about this fraud. This is a fraud. This is a bizarre fraud. That happens, and then you look at um, what just occurred in a CVS uh, drugstore in Manhattan in a store that I used to go to sometimes. Because it was open uh, later than the one that was right next to me uh, when I lived in Midtown. So I know this CVS um, well, assuming it is the one that I think it is, which I believe it is. Yeah, it's um, it's right there. Um, this guy is a CVS employee. He's a worker. And he confronted a serial shoplifter. And the guy who was the shoplifter punched Scotty Eno, 46 um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but um, 46 years old in the face. And then the 46-year-old, he had a knife on him. You're allowed to carry a knife in New York. The knife rules are a little bit vague, but you're basically allowed to carry a knife in New York uh, with some exceptions. And he stabbed the guy. And now he's facing murder charges. And so you sit here and you have to say, so we're in a situation where the city will not protect you. This guy's been arrested so, you know, this is somebody who just goes in and steals all the time. And the city does nothing about it. They won't prosecute the individual for doing this. And you sit here and you say, so now you're supposed to be able to get punched. And, you know, if you say, hey, don't steal, put that back. And someone just winds up and cracks you in the jaw. 
you're supposed to, you know, take it, I guess. Because if you punch him back, maybe he falls and hits his head, and then you're a murderer. You know, you have to wonder, why do they want to make self-defense illegal? And I think we have some answers to that that are very troubling, because that is really what the communist left in this country wants to do. They want you to be at the total whim of the state. And it's not only self-defense being illegal, Buck, as we pointed out last week. It's that whether you're allowed to use self-defense or not oftentimes is determined by what race you are. Because we saw the Daniel Penny situation where he's charged in facing manslaughter and the black guy who defends he and his girlfriend by stabbing someone gets charges dropped. And this is what happens in, unfortunately, banana republics, right? When you don't have fair and impartial application of justice, then everyone's trust and faith in the justice system vanishes. And really what the left has become is so riven by identity politics that they don't care about crime. They only care about crime when it involves people that they believe are the biggest issue in the country today. And let's be honest. If you are a left-wing Democrat, you believe white men are evil. That's what they believe. The only race that is allowed and sex to be directly attacked as being evil based on your race and your gender is white men. And they would argue, I think, on the left wing, well, white men, we could make the arguments better than they could, Buck. Well, white men have been in positions of prominence in this country for so long, we're not actually treating them differently. We're just rectifying generations, hundreds of years of uh, of, of of white male dominance in the patriarchy and racism and systemic white supremacy by the way that we're meting out justice. But you don't create an honest forthright and trustworthy justice system buck by treating people different based on their race and their their skin color that's what i think there's nothing trying to move from there's nothing more fundamental than your in terms of the legal system's view than your god-given right it's not even given by the state your god-given right to defend your person and your and your family's person uh and so if you can't trust a government on that you can't trust it on anything if the government can't look at a white person, a black person, a Latino person, an Asian person, and just say, what are the facts of this case? Was this person defending himself against unjust assault? That's all that matters. The skin color of the individual using the force to defend himself is irrelevant. If you can't say that about the government, then you can't trust that government with anything. And I think that's why it's it's so corrosive to our sense of what's going on in the justice system in these Democrat strongholds, to be sure, but also at the federal level as well, given the Biden administration's uh, complete adherence to the woke madness. I mean, they're they're all in on this. Anybody who thought, oh, Joe Biden, you know, he's uh, he's been around Joe Biden. You're getting you're basically getting the same policies you would from President AOC, everybody, you know, because people say, oh, she'd be so much more radical. No, because she couldn't get all the Democrats to go along with it. Biden's doing what the left wants. Well, the funniest thing about all this, Buck, and we can talk about this a bit when we come back, do you know who the ultimate poster child for white male privilege is if you truly wanted to apply the rules? Hunter Biden. If you, if you, the only white dude who doesn't have the law that applies to him on a day-to-day basis for anything, no matter what he does, is the son of the President of the United States. And I can't the imagine who child. is more above the law at this point in America's history than Hunter Biden. It's an excellent point. When we come back, we'll break that down for you a little bit. Continue to have some fun. Friday edition, Clay and Buck, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And I was just mentioning, Buck was too. You know, somebody tried to sneak cocaine into the White House. 
what might they have been trying to do to get cocaine into the White House? Maybe they needed a little bit of vim, vinter, uh, energy, vitality in what is otherwise a, frankly, energy-less White House, a testosterone-less White House. That's how desperate they are to try to get back some of their vitality. They're trying to sneak in illegal drugs into the White House. Think about that for a minute. Why not just use all-natural supplements if you really need more energy? Why not just actually work on your natural testosterone if you want more vim, vigor, and vitality? That's what our friends at Stack does. They've got a great product right now, Mel Stack, proven in studies to replenish, reduce testosterone levels in a guy's body. Something, you know, as guys age, they lose testosterone. But it's even worse than that. Average male testosterone levels now test 50% lower than they did decades ago. What in the world is going on? And by the way, it's not just men. They also have a female vitality stack because so much of what goes on in your body is about producing natural vitality. Testosterone for men, so much different for women. All natural supplements. Check it out. C-H-O-Q. Again, I want you to go to this website. Just pull it up. Check it out for yourself. C-H-O-Q. It's pronounced chalk, but C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Clay. You'll save 35% off any chalk subscription for life. Great value. You're going to love it. Reclaim your energy and stamina with chalk. Learn more at chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. 
You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Maybe we should play a little bit of this. Buck Buck is diving into the uh, the American sports media. And I, I will say this, Buck. You had no idea how bad I think the American sports media was until you started doing the show with me. However dumb and far left-wing and woke you think uh, sports media members are, you're wrong. They're much worse. And, I, I mean, thought, it's crazy. I thought because you were new to political media, you were just underestimating how vile, ignorant, and, and group think the... But no, actually, it's true. Sports media is worse. You were right. I ha- I just... I couldn't fathom it until I started paying attention to it, and it's true. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because... Even if you uh, think that political media are dumb, there is a level of knowledge you have to have about politics to attempt to be a member of the political media. The average guy who is in sports media would probably otherwise be a gym teacher. So not, and by the way, I love gym teachers, Clay. I'm going to get deluged here. I love a lot of you who are gym teachers that are listening to us right now, but most gym teachers otherwise are not CEOs, right? Um, and and I say this about college football coaches all the time, too. I love college football coaches, but a lot of them would otherwise be high school gym teachers. The average American sports media member is an imbecile. They aren't smart enough to be gym teachers, and they really get exposed not only in sports, which is tough to do, but if they try to connect sports and politics, you recognize that they're just lefty, zealot uh, automatons completely repeating whatever they've heard in the ascendant so i guess we should play the the british he's actually a british sports reporter at wimbledon asking azarenka something right we'll come back we'll get to that but we've got the best kamala video clay in a long time that i also (laughs) want to play (laughs) all kamala harris had to do as you well know buck is not be an imbecile and she right now would be the nominee for 2024. Instead, she is an imbecile, and she's not. I want to tell you all about my pillow. Uh, look, we've got some incredible offers right now for you. We got a towel set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. It's an incredible offer, just 25 bucks. Regularly, this would cost a hundred bucks, so we're saving you over 70. percent Here's how you get hooked up: go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener special square to get a 25 dollar clearance price. I don't know about y'all. How many times are you coming in right now from the pool or coming in uh, from your kids running around outside creating a mess? You need more towels. You always do. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this special and many more. Do it today. We were just talking about sports a couple minutes ago, and I just think we should probably get this out there on the record. I don't think Clay or myself 
uh, or I will be invited to a Dallas Mavericks game anytime soon to uh, be in the owner's <laughs> box after Mr. Clay and Mr. Mark Cuban had a little bit of an MMA Twitter throwdown. Uh, Clay, you can describe it to folks later or now or whatever if you want, but... Uh, uh, what what are the what are the fundamentals here? You, what what caused this this furor that went um, went viral last night? Yeah, I've been on this for a, for a while, Buck, and so I'm trying to think what I can say how how to synthesize it if people didn't have any clue. So Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks. He is a multi billionaire. He's very outspoken. Some of you probably familiar with Shark Tank television show that he appears on, even if you're not a sports fan uh, on CNBC, I think. So he's been taking shots at me off and on for a while. Um, and sometimes I'll respond. But for instance, um, he, uh, he, he took a shot the other day saying, Oh, like being woke is really good for American businesses. And he tried to post a bunch of different companies and how it makes a ton of sense. And we used to go after each other, Buck, during COVID because Mark Cuban was requiring you, if you went to a Dallas Mavericks game, to prove that you had gotten the COVID shot. And again, this is Dallas, Texas. Even though the data reflected that the COVID shot did nothing to make you safer. And I went back and forth just like, hey, I've had COVID twice. Uh, I have natural immunity. But I'm not going to get the COVID shot. You're telling me I can't, if I wanted to with my kids, I couldn't come watch a Dallas Mavericks game? And so we went back and forth in a big way back in the day about that, Buck. And I think that's where his antagonism towards me built. Because I was right. And... Again, I think one of the challenges of becoming a billionaire, Buck, is nobody will speak truth to you because everybody owes their job to you and everybody then has to pretend that you are a genius. And it's very hard to find honesty the wealthier you get. I think that is true because everybody sort of has the servant mentality of, oh, they want to uh, make sure they keep their job and they don't want to antagonize or anger the rich guy, right? Have you ever Do read... Do you uh, agree with that in general? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh for, for sure. Um, have you ever read Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power? I have not. It's, oh, man. It is a phenomenal... I actually have it on my desk as I'm talking to you. It's a great read. I mean, it's a lot of fun as a book, but I'm trying to find it. One of, oh, yeah. Don't build, actually, open to the page. That's a sign. Ah, there you go. Don't build fortresses to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. And this applies to, and he tells these historical stories that go to the laws of power. It's, it's kind of an updated Machiavelli. Yeah. Uh, Machiavelli is the prince. A foundational work of political science for everybody out there. Easy, quick read, too. It's like not long at all. And I mean, it's one of those you should read it 10 times kind of, uh, kind of political treatises. Um, and, this is what happens, Clay, to your point about billionaires. They create a fortress, and some people, when they get very successful, they lose contact with those around them. They lose the touch that they need to have with not just the people, but with the reality that surrounds them. And now I'm about to pivot to Kamala Harris, who's, yes. I think, lost a little touch with some of the folks around her. I mean, I don't think she's got her finger on the pulse of the people. Um, she was at where this was the, uh, this was actually from, <laughs> this is from, uh, uh last Friday, uh, last Friday, the essence festival of culture. It is a very tough thing to say. This is the most Kamala Harris clip of all time. Cause there's some amazing ones. 
I can't tell you definitively, Clay, that this is the best Kamala clip of all time. I can say it is top 10, and I might make a case for top 5. We want to share this with everyone. Kamala was asked to weigh in on culture. Enjoy. Well, I think culture is it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And 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 present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy cuz you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Uh, wow. I just, Buck, she is... California should apologize to America for inflicting Kamala Harris upon us. And, and Buck, I mean, at, at its baseline level... I think this is what identity politics does. It puts people in positions that they are not capable of doing the job because somebody has decided based on their identity that they should be the representative. And Kamala Harris is only there because she is a black uh, Afro, you know, what Afro Caribbean, like half Indian, I think black Indian woman. She has no ability to do the job that she's in. That, that's the only reason she's there, because California decided, Democrat Party, this is one-party rule, this is what happens, she is a good symbol, she is a good representative of what we aspire to be. We want her to be basically the portrait that we hang on the wall of the California Democrat Party, and it doesn't matter that there is no intelligence or ability to do the job. Just a quick fact check, because we actually like to get everything correct here that we say... So that was last, I said last Friday, that was last Saturday. It was in New Orleans. I don't know if I said where it was. And it was during a moderated conversation on reproductive rights. And that was part of the Essence Festival of, oh no, I'm sorry. No, that's different. Wait, is this old guys? Either way, Kamala Harris is an absolute imbecile. I know the video has... I'm, I'm just looking, just so you understand why I'm confused. I'm looking at the video is new. I'm looking at the Fox News piece on, oh, the, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at the Fox News piece in this. They used an old photo, and I was describing the old photo that they had of her on stage. So this was at a different thing. This was at the Reproductive Rights New Orleans, and it was last Saturday. So there we go. Who cares? The, I just want to get it correct. The point is, if Kamala Harris were just a mediocre Democrat politician, then I would really be worried that I would lose my bet to you, Clay, and that Joe Biden would step down. There'd be a Democrat primary and, you know, and they would go for it because the ascendancy of the vice president, I think, would be likely assured in that situation. But they don't want to give up the incumbency and go through all of this because they don't have any, a vice president. It's, it's too much unknown because they don't think Kamala can win. I mean, I think Kamala would get way more votes than anybody, you know. She get a lot of votes from Democrats who will just vote against Trump, uh, assuming Trump's the nominee. But she is a particularly weak politician is the bottom line. People look at these clips and they say, what is going on? All she had to do was not be the worst vice president in any of our lives. And she would be the nominee in 2024. There is zero doubt when Joe Biden won in 2020 
the thought was Kamala is going to be the bridge to the next generation of Democrat leaders because they want, based on their identity, politics, worldview, they need a minority woman to be the front-facing part of the Democrat Party. She's just so bad at being a politician and, and frankly, at communicating, which is the most foundational ability that any politician must have. It's all nonsense, Buck. The funniest thing to me about that clip, as bad as it was, is when you watch the video, the other two people on the stage nodding and reacting to her as if she's saying something profound, which ties in again with that power dynamic that we were discussing with Cuban, which is all these politicians surround themselves with syncophants, and as a result, you don't have any real trust or reality about how you are appearing on the American public stage. Weigh in on this one for us, folks. Is that your favorite Kamala clip? Are there others? I remember there was the one about like the moon and the stars, and wasn't there one about a yellow school bus? And there have been some really some some true Kamala moments. So the laughter too, Buck, is so strange and out of place whenever it happens. I don't even know what she's talking about when she well, says when you wake up in the morning. I th- it's an I think it's a nervous she does a nervous laugh. Like some people laugh yeah. when they're nervous. Um it's not a this is funny laugh because there's not it is you know what I mean? So yeah. that's just the way that the way that she is. But it's uh it's pretty remarkable. Oh, and we will have for you as well, because we talked about it. What happens when you're a a British journalist? And you ask a Russian to weigh in on what a sports event means for Russia, except the person is not from Russia. We will have that for you because it is worth listening to in just a moment. You know, there's an economist by the name of Nomi Prince who's got something important to say. She has a warning to share with all of us. In her research, a small group of financial elites are plotting a drastic action unlike anything we've seen since 1971, more than 50 years ago. The White House is involved. The World Economic Forum is involved. Even Bill Gates is involved. According to Nomi's research, your ability to spend, borrow, save, and invest could soon be restricted with the push of a button. Our financial system is about to be transformed in a way that would have been unthinkable just a few years ago, and it starts this month. Bank of America is calling this inevitable. If you've got any money in a U.S. bank account or retirement plan, get all the facts now at disappearingdollar.com. You want to be prepared with information on this. That website is disappearingdollar.com. Again, disappearingdollar.com, paid for by Rogue Economics. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. A bit earlier to start the program, we were discussing the inconsistent application of justice. In particular, how Lady Justice, which should be and is always represented as being blind as she weighs the scales of justice, because justice should not be impacted by the identity of the person, we know that Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal. He drove 172 miles an hour while on crack. Uh, he has committed a bevy of felonies, and there have been no consequences for his behavior. In fact, his own father, Joe Biden, refuses to acknowledge one of the children that Hunter Biden had because he's, frankly, I think, an awful human being pretending to be something that he is not. But Hunter continues to be in the news and, Buck, as more details come out about where this cocaine was found and as more individuals who regularly enter the White House are discussing the fact that this door is used by people who are very prominent, VIPs, this is not something that's going to be able to be blamed on a random White House tourist as if any of you would be dumb enough to carry cocaine in for your random White House tour in a baggie. Uh, but Nora O'Donnell here of NBC News is reporting what is latest the latest company line, which is we're not going to be able to potentially uncover 
who was responsible for this cocaine, which frankly is unacceptable and should be considered unacceptable, no matter what your political beliefs are. If somebody's bringing in a baggie of cocaine and leaves it where it could look like it is an anthrax-related terror attack, and if somehow someone is able to bring this into the White House, we need to know everything about how this happened. But here is the latest update on this personification of white privilege, the biggest privilege of all, Democrat, son of the president privilege. Listen. Multiple officials are cautioning that it is unlikely uh, and certainly possible uh, that there would be a resolution to this, meaning forensic evidence found that could identify an individual scanning the video, doing the testing, uh, but they are preparing us for uh, a result that will be no conclusive evidence found. So expectations are being lowered about an eventual conclusion here that would lead to an identity and then even the potential for prosecution uh, at a misdemeanor level for the amount of drug we're talking about. Okay, Buck, they can find every grandma who entered into the Capitol for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and try to put her in prison for taking a selfie there or just going in based on video analysis. How is it possible then in what I would imagine, you tell me if you think I'm wrong, should be the most secure and protected residence anywhere in the United States, that is the White House, that you could have a situation where someone could bring in cocaine, leave it, in a highly uh, visible area like this, forced the shutdown of the entire White House because, again, they're concerned that this is actually anthrax, and yet we cannot figure out what did occur here and who did it. How is that possible? It's not. They just don't want to know. I mean, look, Occam's razor, right? This is pretty straightforward. There's no upside for this White House of finding out, which is also why I thought they duffed protest too much in the media they're like oh oh the cocaine we have to find whose cocaine this is by monday they're gonna be like yeah let's talk about trump and the insurrection again i mean they're just they're just not going to stay on this uh and i really do believe they you know they might as well get the same bumbling inspector who was looking at uh who leaked the dobbs decision because that was also they i said this from the beginning of the dobbs thing i said they won't find out because they don't want to know and that's true in any investigation. You can always slow roll something. And and when they say it's inconclusive, Clay, they'll be able to narrow this down to like two or three people. And then the people involved will be told by a supervisor. I know about this stuff because you know, I was at the NYPD for a little bit, worked at the CIA for a little bit, right? Supervisor comes over and is like, well, can we can we 100% know for sure that it was this person and not that person? We don't want to ruin an innocent person's reputation or career, so let's just leave it there. Inconclusive. It's like running the results of an experiment. You don't like the results, and you say, it needs more study. Shouldn't this be a situation where we should, as the American public, 100% be entitled to know who this person was? I, I mean, I mean... As a general rule, if someone causes the White House to be shut down because they brought cocaine in and there's a fear that it could be a terror-related attack, shouldn't the American public have a right to know who did that? Of course. But so if, if what does you're that in mean the, here? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, the, my point on that is I can't imagine that there isn't conclusive video that they can, I mean, this is not the crime of the century, right? We know 
uh, roughly what time this was found, because they shut down the White House. We know, presumably, that it hasn't been there for weeks. They can narrow down to a small window the number of people who would have been coming in this entrance in the space of two or three hours and figure this out. I think that we're going to find out who left the bag of cocaine in the White House around the same time we see the Nashville Trans Mass Terrorist Manifesto. And around the same time we find out who leaked the Dobbs decision. And around the same time we find out who leaked top secret information about General Flynn's conversation with the Washington Post. I could go on. I'm starting to think it was Hunter Buck. I, I, I just... Ooh, look at you on a Friday coming in hot on this one. I, wow. I just, I, when you find, when you look at more of these details, you're going in the VIP entrance. This requires such a level of entitlement that you would be willing to bring cocaine into the White House. I think you have to be it's a level of going to use it. It's a level of recklessness. I mean, this yeah. is compulsive addict behavior. Correct. That's the part of it that, for me, you know, the reason and the faculties therein get very frayed when people have a serious addiction like Hunter does. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the, on the front, front lines, lines of, of truth. truth. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.